Welcome to the View in Your Mirror podcast. We are your hosts, Lisa Rubin and Katie Harms. From new moves to tried and true strategies, we'll dissect the ways in which clothing and a little organization can and does affect your daily life. Come along as we hope to inspire, engage, and shape your rituals as well as your shapewear. Lisa Rubin. Katie Harm. <laughs> you know, we are on episode number, I'm losing count, six? Six. I will never you lose count. You will never lose count. Uh, that a girl. You know, we're going to talk beauty, I can't even say it because I feel like uh, we've got a list and I can probably go check, check, check to several of these, but beauty blind spots. Tell me. Quickly, what is, in your estimation, a beauty blind spot? Beauty blind spots are things that people maybe aren't paying attention to when they look in the mirror or things that they're doing that drive other people crazy. And probably they should think about it and change their behaviors. Or should look. we care what other people think? In a lot of the things we're talking about today, yes. Well, I agree with you. So that was kind of a trick question. Now, you do seminars with companies on this very topic. I do. And I actually get hired by a lot of companies because they can't personally say a lot of the things that I can talk about. And one of the main things I talk about are beauty blind spots. And they have to be very careful legally. But I can come in and talk about anything and everything because I don't work for the company. That makes sense. Keeps me busy. You know, these are in no particular order. There's These no, are just kind of the, not kind of, these are truly some very important. Importante. <laughs> so chewing gum, when? I mean, I, I okay, I'm going to just start out with the story so I can get it over with. It's like pulling the Band-Aid off. I used to be a gum chewer until my kids said, Mom, stop. You are a terrible gum chewer. You chew with your mouth open. I didn't realize I did. I mean, I was just so intensely chewing gum (laughs) that I would chew with my mouth open. So if people are gum chewers and then they're on a video conference, I can only imagine. Well, right now, mostly video conference. But think about it. When you're chewing gum, the majority of people chewing gum are bad gum chewers. (laughs) And they, that makes me feel better. Thank you. <laughs> and they crack their gum and mm-hmm. they make noise. And then sometimes they're not even paying attention because they're so intent on chewing their gum is they start blowing bubbles. Like, <laughs> I've seen it happen. I've seen, seen it happen. Yet, so doesn't my suggestion me. to everybody is when you are working professionally, no matter what you're doing, no gum. Maybe mints. Mints. You mm-hmm. can have mints, but don't chew your mints as you're talking. So that leads me into... No bazooka. No bazooka. (laughs) That leads me into eating. Oh. Beauty blind spot. Don't talk while you're chewing. Isn't that a universal? (laughs) I suppose... Yeah. That is a universal, but especially now, people are at home on their computers. Even if it's not a video call, but you're just on a call where you're hearing each other's voices and you're not seeing each other, <laughs> just, if I'm you're chewing yeah. potato chips or you know whatever you're chewing, the other person is listening to you chew. Now, that is not okay. I'm going to take this in a different direction because that got me thinking when you mentioned potato chips. Okay, so we're, <laughs> we're living through the oh. day and age of COVID still. We're still in it. We're going to be in it for a while. I think we all can agree on that. So we've been at home conveniently located close to our pantries and kitchens and cupboards and things like that. So 
if we have resisted the urge to actually eat the food while we're on the Zoom call or have a conversation, but we're still nonetheless finding ways. COVID-19 for me was pretty much COVID-19. So I want to talk about the beauty blind spot being that maybe my clothes don't fit me the way that they used to. And I need to look at potentially increasing the size <laughs> as opposed to trying to fit it. Is that? I, I don't beauty- mean to laugh, Katie. No, no, it's the truth. Um, I mean, it is sort of, it's sort of funny, but it's sort of not. But, but are people thinking about that? Because I'm going to go in and get in a pair of pants to go to something someday and they're not going to fit. Am I going to try to squeeze myself in them or am I going to realize that? No. Well, I, I hope not. That is a beauty blind spot. I do recommend to people that if your pants don't fit you and you can't button them, don't wear them because it's just going to take all of that fat and move it up and make it look worse than it is. Now, not uh, le- not to mention how it feels. Then then talk about the feels. psychology of how you're yeah, feeling that, and the, that was the past. That, that's, <laughs> that, that's a whole nother I'm I'm trying to keep it in the yeah, zone. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. But on the flip side, many people who are feeling heavy and who have gained weight buy bigger clothes and buy too big of clothes and that's it makes so them true. look so much heavier than they are. Yeah. So still more fitted works. It really doesn't matter your weight, just the proper fitting clothes. But the beauty blind spot is really when people are wearing clothes that are too tight. Yes. And that leads me into another beauty blind spot and a big one. Women that have clothes and tops that are too tight and the cleavage is protruding out of their clothes in a professional setting. Is there ever a proper amount of cleavage in a business setting? No. Nobody should see the line. I call it the line. There's no reason to do that professionally. Now, when you're out for dinner, on vacation, not with professional clients, you can do whatever you want. And I think the point is you don't want that to be what you lead with. Right. You're obviously going to have some structure to your clothing, so that doesn't need to be the focus. Exactly. Well said. All right. The perception, I always tell people this, I have clients that like to show their cleavage. And do you want people to listen to what you're saying? Or do you want them to just look at how you are? Are we, are we being archaic in our thoughts on this? I hope not. There are many parts of the world where it's okay to have cleavage. But in a professional setting, I still think you need to be careful because the perception you're giving as a woman is going to be very different than if you just covered the cleavage. Again, think of what you want your message to be. Exactly. All right. So now I've decided that I need some new clothes and I go out and I buy some new clothes and I I put on that beautiful new top and dang it, I forgot to remove the tags. (laughs) Okay. That's a funny one, a big one. And (laughs) how many times have you been with somebody and you're talking to them and you look down and you see that clearly they just put this on or it's brand new or maybe they were hanging in their closet for who knows how long and they decided to pull it out. And the tag of who the designer is, where they got it is sewn on on the sleeve and it's still sewn on on the sleeve. Do you tell them? Oh, I tell them. Yes. And I say, I try to be as discreet as possible and say, can I help you with this? 
But I do have a funny, I have a very funny story about this. I think it was a Gap t-shirt years ago. And it was a, it's a clear tag that gives the size. And <laughs> I know where this is going. It's a black, it's a black t-shirt, V-neck, short sleeve. I'll never forget it. My brother-in-law, bless his soul. He's one funny dude. And he says to me, Katie, I mean, I knew they were big, but I didn't know they were XLs. <laughs> On the side of my chest, there was that tag of my XL t-shirt. So we still to this day laugh about it. But I've made that mistake. I think had I looked at myself in a mirror, maybe I would have caught it. Some of these are as simple as that. I did it one other time with a pair of pants, interestingly enough, also from Gap. And on the back of the leg was that tag. That one I caught. Good. Um, (laughs) I probably wouldn't be as discreet as you. I probably actually, if it was a sticker like you're talking about, I would just go up to the person. And I've done it before. People I don't even (laughs) know. Of course you would. Because it drives me crazy or I laugh. And I just just <laughs> simply just take it off and say, excuse me, I don't think you need that on right now. Well, that's discreet, Lisa. Maybe. I don't that's, know. That's not to discreet. strangers. Not to strangers. I've done it to strangers. All right. All but right. I have a very funny story also about a client back in the day. I would say it was about 20 years ago. And when long pleated skirts were in style, actually, they're coming back now. And for shipping, they always sewed the pleats together with one piece of thread. So she came in. I talked her into buying the skirt and she left. I get a call the next morning and she's whispering to me. <laughs> I'm not sure why to this day she was whispering and I worked at Dayton's downtown Minneapolis and she worked in the Skyway system so she was about 10 minute walk and she's whispering and she says Lisa I took me a half an hour to walk from my car to my office I can't walk in this skirt I don't know what to do if I walk back to you can I return the skirt and then buy something else and go back to my office I said sure she goes I don't know how long it's going to take me (laughs) Well, in my head, I knew exactly what happened. I couldn't, I got off the phone and I wasn't going to tell her then. I needed to see it. This was a client I helped a lot. (laughs) And so I'm waiting for her. It took her 25 minutes and she comes walking in like eight inches, one foot in front of the other, can't walk. And I, I can barely contain myself. And I have a scissor in my hand and I'm holding my hand behind me and she comes down and I'm laughing. I'm laughing so hard, I can't even talk. And she goes, I'm glad you think this is so funny. I said, turn around, just turn around. I have to see something. And I clip the thread and I pull the thread out and I said, okay, now turn around. And I hold the thread up and I said, now walk. And she starts walking and she starts laughing so hard. And she goes, why didn't you tell me that? I said, because we needed to laugh together. Oh my gosh, that is brilliant. So just know that, remember, when you buy a skirt, they'll always sew down the pleat in the back. Exactly. Make sure to cut it. men's blazers, men's jackets are the same. A lot of women's jackets, that little cross piece of thread goes goodbye by the minute you buy it. Yes. What about pockets? Do you open up the pockets? I don't know that this is really a blind spot. That's not a beauty, not, but that's not a beauty blind spot. That's a choice that people make. I, I don't necessarily, if you don't have to use your pocket, keep it sewn down. All right. But that's not a beauty blind spot. No, it isn't. No. But We're just a, throwing that one in. That's just an extra tidbit that we threw in there. Hey, let's take a quick break. Sounds good. Hi there. Several years ago, a conversation sparked an idea which launched a plan, and now here we are. 
Lisa and my collective desire with this podcast is to inform listeners and open eyes to the importance of well-designed spaces and well-thought-out wardrobes, no matter the size or budget. We feel strongly that both lead to success in all aspects of life. Lisa, having been content to work behind the scenes, is emerging to share her well-honed expertise. Her clients see her as a secret weapon in their success, and now we too can benefit from Lisa's no-nonsense approach. I, on the other hand, have always been a bit more, well, out there in my endeavors, yet my work in space planning is very personal to each client. I guess we could say that I'm coming from space to share strategies for efficient use of yours. Perhaps this is our legacy or simply that we really enjoy conversing and sharing some light moments in what can be a very heavy world. Whatever the case, we are thrilled that you have joined us and hope you find some gems along the way. To learn more about Lisa, go to wardrobeconsulting.net and for me, go to katieharms.com. Here's to your success, your beautiful view in your mirror, and thanks for listening. Now back to the conversation. And we are back. Lisa, I want you to give me three quick beauty blind spots that we can check off the list that don't need a lot of discussion because they just should be known and followed to the letter. One. Thong underwear when you're wearing a tight dress. No, no, nobody needs to see the thong underwear or the cellulite if you have any. So refer back to episode four on your (laughs) undergarments and wear a different undergarment panty. That's where Spanx can come in, and it will make that dress look better. Number two. Dirty fingernails. Dirty or chipped or half your manicure off. You know, you don't have to have nail polish on all the time, but I do recommend that you keep your nails cut, filed, cuticles removed, and lotion on your hands now that we're getting into winter. Because if if your nails don't look well-groomed, it makes you look dirty. So... Your nails look fine, Katie. (laughs) Thank you. I'm looking. I'm looking. But it's really, really important. And especially now that we're on Zoom calls and you have the computer and a lot of people talk with their hands, they're really seeing your hands a lot. Got it. And you can do it yourself. I mean, seriously, anybody can file their own nails. Anybody can file their own nails and cut their own nails. Absolutely. You don't have to go get a manicure. Absolutely. All right, number three. Scuffed up shoe heels and dirty shoes. Yes. Now, Katie, you can address that for people to notice in their closet if it's time to either take it to a great shoemaker or buy a new pair of shoes. So how do you put your shoes in your closet? So I store my shoes on shelves, straight shelves for me. I mean, some people really like angled shoes. I love a straight shelf and I store them with the heel of one shoe out and the toe of the other shoe out. It does a couple of things. Number one, it shows you the condition of your shoes. Unless it's your driving heel, that's where your shoes get beat up the most is if you're wearing those shoes when you're driving. So I strongly recommend having a pair of driving shoes. All sorts of brands sell driving shoes. If you look at them, they'll have that rubber piece up the back. They're generally loafers. So that's important. But when you store them this way, you're able to see the quality of the heels. Now, when shoes are sold, most shoes, they have that, if they're any kind of a heel, whether it's a chunkier heel or a shorter heel, tall, it doesn't matter. They have a plastic piece on the end of that heel. And that plastic piece, it's a hard plastic. And it's actually pretty dangerous. If you hit, oh, a tile floor just right, you can slide. They're very dangerous. I take all my shoes, anything that has a remote heel on it, and even some flats that have bottoms, and I have rubber heels put on. I have that little plastic piece taken off and rubber put on because they'll last longer, number one. Truly, 
it is not difficult to take a bunch of shoes into the shoemaker, ask him to fix up the heels so that you can continue to wear them and, and increase the life of the shoe. But storing them is exactly like I said, one toe out, one heel out, you can see. And then you just, you have to be diligent on it. If they're bad, get rid of them and, and replace them. When you're back to the office, keep a pair of shoes in your office that you can wear if you're going into a meeting. That's exactly what I recommend. And people that work in New York, Chicago, and they take the subway and they're out walking, they're wearing their tennis shoes, and then they have their work shoes in their tote bag, their briefcase, their drawer at their office, and they switch out their shoes. I want to quickly talk about makeup. Two things we really need to get at, and we need to get at them fast because we're running out of time. Makeup and hairstyles. I just got my hair cut. I got a bunch cut off. It's a whole different style. I feel like a new person. I don't know why I waited so long. Was that a beauty blind spot? It can be. Uh, it, haircut can be a big beauty blind spot. I think women need to update their hair. I would say maybe every five years. And if you're a person that likes long hair and doesn't want to go to a short hair, that's fine. Do something. Get a style. Yes. Women that have worn bangs their whole life, as you age, I would always recommend that you maybe move away from bangs and do something else. And guess what? Long hair is a style if it's done correctly. Oh yeah, it is a style, but maybe put a little layer in it, whatever it is. Maybe you have naturally curly hair. Okay, just change it up. It's going to make you feel better and it's not going to have you look outdated. Okay, talk about makeup. Same thing, change it up. Change it up. Blue eyeshadow was very popular back in the 80s for sure, but bright blue eyeshadow is not always popular now. So that's just an example. Clumped mascara. Clumped mascara. I mean, everybody's, that goes everybody's into your eye yes. and then it runs down your eye and you, you're looking and you're talking to someone and you just want to like give them a Kleenex or s- rub their eye for them because it, it's starting to itch your eye. <laughs> but but, but that, l- lastly, because truly we're running out of time. There's so many. Leggings. Talk to me about leggings. Oh, my God. I don't know if I have <laughs> enough time for that. Do we need to do a whole okay, episode Okay, everybody's gotten their chance to wear leggings at home, in their house. No one can see anything from the waist down. When you go back out in public, can I request leggings are not for the office. They're just not. And especially if you can see your thong and your cellulite and may I say your camel toe. Yes, you may say it. Okay. Somebody had to say it. I mean, it, it, it sends me over the edge. That's even close <laughs> to bra adjustment. Oh, oh but God. that is a beauty blind spot. It's distracting. <laughs> yes, It's not meant it for tr- a professional setting. It truly, you are so right. Okay, well, we truly are out of time and there's there's probably others. And if you've got them, and you've seen them, and you want to share them, get a hold of us. Or send in requests. We can always do another podcast. Absolutely. Now, you know we focus on a nonprofit, and this episode we are focusing on? Open Arms Minnesota. Open Arms Minnesota's mission statement is to nourish body, mind, and soul. Their purpose is to build a joyful and nourishing community that provides medically tailored meals and hope for people experiencing a significant health crisis or living with a life-threatening illness. Their promise is many organizations provide meals and volunteer opportunities. Our promise is the commitment OAM has to delivering a unique experience, and it's what sets OAM apart. Whether you're a client, volunteer, donor, or staff or board member, Open Arms promises that in our interactions with you and at all touch points. Please go to openarmsminnesota.org for more information or if you're interested in volunteering or donating. And as usual, you will get all this information on our website, the viewing in your mirror.com. And that is it for our 
our sixth episode, you can reach Lisa at Lisa at wardrobeconsulting.net. And I'm at Katie at katieharms.com. We thank you so much for listening to us. And we know, especially after today, that the view in your mirror is going to be spectacular. (laughs) 